Hello, everyone. My name is Diana Perez. And my name is Dawlet Alexander. And we will be your hosts for the Lucky Mars podcast. Um, I just want to tell you guys, this is the millionth time we record this episode, but our sound has been horrible, But so please bear with us, and it's our first time editing and everything, but we really hope you guys like this. Uh, so, first things first, let's give you guys a little intro about what we're all about. We were actually planning on doing a trailer where we would explain a little bit about the podcast and, like, all the good stuff but this project has been on the works for some time already and we got too impatient and way too excited so we just decided to record and launch our first episode already we we would have long ass conversations all the time and whenever we would finish talking we would be like oh my god this could have been a whole episode for our podcast but here it is now and that being said, I guess we should start with a brief story of how we met. Yeah, so I went to the first weekend of ACL in 2019 by myself. Um, that was the first time I went to a festival by myself, so I was really nervous and I wanted to make friends, but that didn't end up happening. And my feet were killing me because I stupidly wore my docks without breaking them in. So I was just chilling, taking a break. And Deanna just walks up to me and she's like, hey, can I sit here? And I'm like, yeah, please. She was so cute. And we really hit it off. So we went to the Laney set together and met up with her friends. And it was just a magical time. Yeah, it was honestly super fun. We had a lot of fun. We really clicked. And after that, we exchanged contact info, and we just kept in touch ever ever since. We would jump on these long-ass phone calls that I told you guys about, and we would pretty much talk about everything. And every time we talk, and I'll say it again, uh, we say how happy we are we met. And every single phone conversation, I'm not joking, we always say, like, we feel really lucky that we met each other. And um, I think what it is, is just we really feel that each of us is genuine and, you know, wants the best for each other. Like, there's no competition, like, frenemy vibes. Like, it's just real. That's really hard to find. So, yeah. Yeah, we're really thankful that we met each other. But yeah, to cut to the chase, like I said, every time we talked, we grew with these conversations, or at least I felt like I did. We would talk about relationships, going to therapy, frenemies, family situations, and et cetera, et cetera. And actually, you were the one that convinced me to go to therapy, and it was honestly a really good decision, and I'm so glad I did. And well... Um, I had been wanting to make a podcast for some time, even a YouTube channel, which I never got around to do it. And, like, my friends know how I would always, like, bring out my phone. I would be like, oh, guys, I'm recording. It's for my blog. It's for my blog. But I would never, <laughs> I would never post any of the videos that I did. And when the pandemic came around and after, like, some tough self-reflection, because that was literally the only thing I could do for months, speak to myself. And... <laughs> Well, seeing everyone getting productive during quarantine, like, everybody coming up with, I don't know, with, like, a new business and selling food and stuff, 
then being able to come back to self, I got enough motivation started. So when I was looking for a co-host, Daula was the first person that popped into my mind because of these great conversations we share. And here we are. Yeah, and how we came up with the name Lucky Mars is that every day of the week is ruled by a planet. So we wanted to post every other Tuesday to keep ourselves on a schedule. And Mars is a fiery red powerhouse that symbolizes action, passion, courage, and just basically like warrior energy. And when tapped in, it can help us power through anything. And we really just wanted to channel that energy into our podcast always because a determined spirit is what it takes to do what we got to (laughs) do. Yeah. And our podcast will feature all of those elements. But today we're focusing on empaths. Yeah. And the best way to introduce this topic is talking about empathy. So empathy is the ability to put yourself in someone's shoes and share their feelings which is not to be confused with sympathy. And that's when you feel sorry for or compassionate for the other person in their situation. Um, Empathy, you can actually take on the other person's mental and emotional state. Um, And that's basically what an empath is, is you absorb the other person's energy and their state of being. So Um, you know, you can walk in happy into a room and then all of a sudden feel very anxious. And, you know, that's, you're absorbing the other person's energy. Um, So someone who's an empath, most oftentimes was told that they're too sensitive or overly emotional. I know I was told that growing up and uh, it was a huge trigger for me. And honestly, um, until I figured out that I was an empath, which it took me a while to figure out that I was one. I found out three or four years ago when I went into therapy and I had a lot of really groundbreaking realizations. I learned about narcissists, sociopaths, and other personality disorders. Um, I was consuming so much information about these disorders to understand what I experienced. And I came across A lot of sources that talked about like the typical trap between an empath and a narcissist. And after reading all of those, um, I just, (laughs) my mind was blown. I always saw myself as like a tough cookie and despised being called sensitive because it was made out to be a bad thing. But I denied that part of me and didn't realize that I actually do have to be very diligent and take care of myself because I'm sensitive on such a large scale. So had I known that I was sensitive and, you know, accepted that part of me, then I could have avoided a lot of, well, I mean, looking back, I feel like every lesson I learned has brought me here to where I am now. And I'm very proud of where I am now. So um, it happened for a reason, but I honestly wish I had known all of this sooner. So, uh, Deanna, you want to tell me how you found out you were an empath? Yeah, I mean, I just think you're right on. I because I I think that I if I would have found out sooner that I was an empath as well, it would have helped me so much. So we just really want you guys to use this as a tool and help you realize whether you're an empath or you have empath qualities so you can learn how to take care of yourself. But I found out I was an empath with therapy as well. And the thing about therapy is that you just get so savvy about yourself and the world around you. 
it can be very overwhelming, or at least it was for me. And I've always known that I am a hypersensitive person. I just didn't want to accept it because I felt like I needed to be to be or keep this bad bitch front for the for people. But but yeah, I didn't want to accept it. Um but there was this part of me that would always pick up uh small things like the mood of a room and know right away if the people there were mad at each other and that would affect me too even though I was like in a really good mood before going into that room and growing up also my mom would tell me that I didn't need to be everyone's fine day because she could see how I felt like I needed or I had the responsibility to help people with whatever they were dealing with and whenever I was told that I was hypersensitive or whenever I would get carried away with my emotions or felt very intense emotion, I would see it as something offensive and it would be a trigger word for me too. But, you know, as you get older, you start to accept yourself. I mean, you've got to, you've only got the rest of your fucking life with yourself. So <laughs> might as well just learn about yourself and see what you can do with that information. Um, but yeah, once you accept it, you get so savvy about how to live your life in a way where you can be your best and happiest self. And so, yeah, well, my therapist called me out on my hypersensitivity re recently, and I was like, yeah, shit, I am sensitive. And that's how I found out and how I accepted that I was an empath. And I mean, I feel like everybody knows that they're hypersensitive. Um, it's just that we don't want to accept it or we don't even know how to label it because not everybody knows what an empath is or that that is even a thing. Yeah. So how do you know you're an empath? Um, there are some telltale signs. So one of them, which Deanna and I have mentioned before, is that we can both like feel the energies of the room or a person. You're like a vibe detector. Um, true story. I picked up on some shady behavior from a guy I was seeing and this was like before things started switching up so I picked up on their energy it's not like I knew their thoughts but it helped me act accordingly because it was like a warning sign so I wasn't shooketh when shit went down um mm -hmm. you have a strong intuition which I think is closely related with feeling the energies because they're telling us something and that's basically what our intuition is it's just telling us something um, people just randomly open up to you and share things that they may not typically tell others. I don't know how many times I've been out and about and, you know, I just, I'm friendly to a stranger and they just open up to me. Sometimes they even start crying and they're like, I don't know why I'm telling you this. And I'm like, I'm, I'm honored that you feel comfortable sharing this with me. And basically it's, we feel like home. Like we, they can pick up on our healing energy and so they just feel safe enough to open up to us and another one is that you can actually feel other people's pain whether it's someone you know or you know just someone around you or even a fictional character um i know that like if someone is mentioning a surgery they've had or you know I watched something on TV and like someone broke their bone. Like I actually get like this like tingling sensation. Um, Deanna, what about you? 
Yeah, I I do get tingly sensations as well when I see like things in movies, stuff like that. But I also taste blood, and I unintentionally get sad when someone around me is sad, or I just like get or feel those emotions that they're feeling. Yeah, I mean, that's the quintessential empath. We are literally sponges. We absorb and project other people's mental states. And, you know, um, for example, I another sign is like I cry or get emotional when the underdog wins, whether, again, that's in real life or in a movie. And I don't know how many times I'm like watching a movie or a show and, you know, I'm seeing their moment and I'm just overcome with emotion. I'm like, what the hell? Why am I getting so emotional over this? I'm not that person, but I am though. <laughs> um, and another sign is that, you know, Deanna mentioned her mom would tell her, you don't need to be everybody's band-aid. You feel like naturally responsible for others and you take on their problems when it's not yours you're like oh shit you're going through this okay this is what we need to do like why is it we all of a sudden this is your problem (laughs) like why did we take it on together you know and so um it's it's a nice quality to have but man can it burn you out so quickly and that's the other thing is that a sign that you're an empath is that you feel drained and are low energy without doing a lot. And that's again, because you're absorbing the energies and you're probably not taking care of yourself properly. And if you guys do identify as an empath after listening to this podcast, or you feel like you have some empath qualities, we just really want to give you the tools and knowledge to take care of yourself. Like I said before, because being a hypersensitive person or an empath can either hold you back to the point where you forget about your mental health or it can literally build you up. You just need to learn how to find a way that works best for you and knowing these things and being aware of your surroundings is the first step. Also, I cannot emphasize this enough, but to thine own self be true people. So it is time to do some deep self-reflecting and witness aspects of yourself. So you need to set good boundaries and get in the habit of self-guarding them. You need to ask yourself questions and act as a spectator with the relationships you have, whether you really like a person um, or whether you're reflecting their feelings for you. Are they helping you grow or are they holding you down? Are they expecting for you to heal them? Because that's when a relationship can get really toxic. And you should really listen to your first instincts and get and gut feelings. If something doesn't add up about someone, it just doesn't add up. You need to start valuing your time enough that you won't put up with people's bullshit because life is too short to do so. And you do not have to make things add up in your mind so you can give yourself permission to stay in, in a relationship. Either it's a friendship, uh, is it a relationship with a family member or a significant other. And you need to have some time alone to relax and move forward because sometimes you might act on impulse and make rash emotional decisions before using your own head. And I know I still kind of have a problem with this, but I see me now and like I call me out on it. So yeah, like now I see how how I could have handled situations better, but you live and you learn, I guess. 
And how Diana is, you know, saying, I see me now, you have to be in that observer state of mind, you have to be an observer of your own life, because this is just how we are. We don't think that anything different is going on. We empathize at a level that is much larger than the general population. So uh, there aren't a lot of us out there. And so, uh, you know, again, we just chalk it up to being overly emotional or too sensitive. And we're just living our lives on autopilot and then people exploit our kindness. And it's just so important to advocate for yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you and to be knowledgeable. And, you know, this stuff isn't taught in school. So um, there's actually an empath awakening. And the first part is awareness. And unless somebody tells you that you're an empath, or you come across some sort of article, um, or, you know, YouTube video, just some source of information that piques your interest on hmm, what is an empath? Like, that sounds like me, I want to know more. Um, that's the awareness phase. And then you start getting into the empowerment stage and that's when you harness your ability and you're like okay i'm an empath i need to start establishing boundaries and taking better care of myself on the daily um because it is <laughs> to that level like i said we have to self-advocate for ourselves otherwise everyone will just steamroll us so um we don't see a lot of the things that people do as abuse and we need to start holding other people to the standards that we hold ourselves to and just learn to let go of people and stop giving them chances you know i know we give them more than just second chances so that's why i didn't even like say second chances uh the, all those chances need to stop right now and you need to fiercely and apologetically protect your energy so that you get into the wholeness phase which i haven't reached yet uh, I don't know about you, Deanna, but I'm still in the empowerment phase. Yeah, I am still working on the empowerment phase, mostly with setting my boundaries in romantic relationships, but um, we'll get there eventually, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, when we do get there, it's basically we're going to feel fulfilled and um we're going to have built a life that is truly authentic to us because honestly, I think that's what brings peace is that like every aspect of your life is something that you want in your life, not something that you feel like you should have in your life or like, you know, just what society expects of you. Like this is your life that you've built for you and that'll just give you this inner peace and, you know, life happens in cycles bad things happen to good people it doesn't matter who you are and when you're in the wholeness phase you're gonna have the strength and most important the um, energy to handle whatever comes your way with faith and grace yeah and i think in the wholeness phase you get to the point where you're able to help others but you also think about your mental health first. Yeah, I think that's really important because, you know, until we learn that we're empaths and oftentimes learn the hard way, uh, we can be toxic too, you guys. We absorb other people's energy. So if the other person is toxic, hey, guess what? So are you. <laughs> um, so that one was really hard for me because I'm like, hey, I'm genuinely like, I, you know, you think you're helping the other person, but really you're just enabling the other person. So, and you can 
you know, fall into the victim, martyr, um, codependent role. And like I said, that's toxic. We don't have time for that. These people, most oftentimes, if they're, you know, exploiting your kindness, there's some kind of underlying personality disorder and they're going to replace you with another source of supply anyways. So (laughs) it's in your best interest to stand up for yourself and know when you're being taken advantage of. Um, It's, it's your life. Like, what are you wasting it on? For what? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what does it mean now that you're an empath? Well, it means that you need to take care of yourself daily. I know self-care, self-love has been super trendy, but this is not a joke. (laughs) This is not a drill. Take care of yourself. So uh, take personal inventory every once in a while and reevaluate your life. Like if there are things that are making you feel out of touch with yourself, really don't be afraid to make some changes. Sometimes certain jobs may not fit your needs. So um, yeah, if a certain job isn't for you, make that switch. Um, Certain living situations, you know, if you don't feel safe or just like something annoys you, or even that other person, if they're toxic, like you know, we do absorb their energy. So walking into a house where someone's like in a shitty mood is going to put you in one. And if you're constantly in fight or flight, like you need to have your home needs to be your safe space. You know, like there's no way to learn if you're in fight or flight mode, like being in a state of survival, just really you're, you're not reaching your potential. There's no way you can, which could encourage some people because you're like, oh, okay, I am in survival mode constantly. Like, man, what are the things I could do if I got myself out of here? So, um, and then also your friends, your friends are a huge influence, whether you realize it or not, like people who gossip just get on my nerves so much. And you don't even realize how toxic that is. Like, what kind of conversations are you guys having? Are they productive? Are they uh, supportive? Are they encouraging you? Are they draining you and using you as a soundboard and then never asking you how you're doing? Um, And then even certain routines, like you feel anxious after watching a certain show or um, doing everything in one room. Like, I find that studying in one part of the house helps me stay productive. Like don't watch TV where you study or do work and things like that. So um, take that personal inventory and see where you can tune things up so that you can be the best self that you can be. And another thing that I use to ground myself is um, definitely recharge by spending time alone. I'm like an extroverted introvert. So I definitely need my time alone. I do feel like tired and overwhelmed if I'm doing things like back to back or seeing people every day (laughs) and also spending time in nature. I love hiking and um, definitely being by the water. I feel like I'm happiest when I'm by the water and also journaling. Like I've been touch and go with this, but I've been more consistent lately. And I will say it helps me in the moment, but it also helps to reread old entries because then you start realizing patterns and you become more self-aware and self-awareness is paramount. Like without it, you're just, yeah, going to be steamrolled by life and you need it to know what your core values are and 
when you feel out of alignment with yourself. And then daily I use Sage. I love Sage because it it's like a reset button. Like it clears all energies, good and bad. So yeah. And like everybody has their little, or should have their own little ritual that makes you feel safe. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, a kind of way. I think you can build that with time, um, but you just need to take care of yourself and see what feels best for you. What I personally do is I go on runs to ground myself. I go on walks. Um, I read, I journal as well. I don't do sage as often just because I don't have sage or I don't usually buy sage, but um, mm-hmm. I do it whenever I feel like I am really drained. Every once in a while I meditate too. But yeah, and like talking about all these things about how to take care of yourself if you're an empath might sound very overwhelming because you feel like you need to do like this like extra work that other people don't need to do. But there's also a lot of good things about being an empath, like how you see life differently, like every little thing you see as like amazing, like how, how everything works. Yeah, I mean, and knowledge is power. So really keeping informed and like, constantly reading about this stuff, like maybe once a month, you just refresh your mind. Because as empaths, you know, we also see the best in everyone and we see past their less than ideal qualities. So you can easily fall back into the trap of like projecting this fantasy reality and just staying present, reminding yourself like, unfortunately, there are bad people out there. And um, when you do realize that sometimes it can feel overwhelming and I don't want you guys to think that, you know, there's any kind of danger, but knowing what you're up against and how to take care of yourself is going to help you take control over your life because sometimes this can feel like a blessing and a curse and uh, you could feel like you're too sensitive for this world. But like Deanna said, it is really beautiful when you start to step into your power. And even if you're not an empath, you should be doing these things like learning things about yourself and being in awareness mode um, about everything, like checking up on yourself and others and ask if you really like that person or sacrificing your mental health too much for others because being aware can help you control your emotions. All right, guys, that wraps up our first episode of the Lucky Mars podcast. We hope you guys really enjoyed it. We had so much fun making it and we're really excited about this and hope, you know, you guys grow with us and we're just trying to figure it out and have fun, man. Yeah, life is hard and we just want to make it make a little bit more sense for you guys and yeah, see you guys in two Tuesday. <laughs> Bye.